goal of Data Transformers podcast is to accelerate digital transformation by bridging the gap between business outcomes and rapidly advancing technologies. And we aim to bridge this gap by focusing on data. I am Peggy Sai, top 50 women in tech influencer, co-author of the AI book and data governance expert. I'm Ramesh Danta, an entrepreneur, a tech blogger, and AI enthusiast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Data Transformers. Today, we have with us Jennifer Agnes. She's a managing director of Synergia Group, which is a data analytics strategy consulting group based in the UK. And she is leading the US arm. So very excited to have you here with us today, Jennifer. Thanks for having me, Peggy and Ramesh. I'm glad to be here. Welcome, Jennifer. So Jennifer, one of the, the first topics I think that comes to mind for, for many people in data management and those that listen to you know, topics on being a data-driven organization is the concept of a data strategy. Actually, it's not a concept, it's a real thing. And I'd love to dive deeper with you um, and kind of understand exactly what is a data strategy? How does it fit into an organization's operational plans and how is it actually executed on and developed? So, and I know you have a lot of experience um, doing that as, as part of your work today. Yeah, that's a great topic and, and definitely uh, near and dear since this is what Synergia is actually all about is helping companies realize value from their data through at the highest level, the creation of a data strategy. Um, but we can go back to basics and say, you know, a data strategy is not something in and of itself that has to exist. It has to exist in the context of the business goals and objectives of what you're trying to achieve. Um, so, you know, you can sit in the closet and write a data strategy, but if it's just about improving data quality and, and, and sort of thematics about what's right about doing things with data, you're not going to get the you're not going to get the um, connection to the value, which will get more and more people engaged and understanding how all of the pieces fit together to get value for your company. So if you've got a stated business value, you want to grow by X or you want to sell more product by Y, there are fundamental things in an organization that make that happen. We all know what that is. People process technology and data. We always forget that we used to call it the three things people process and technology but the data piece was always sort of subsumed somewhere in that language and in the last decade or so with the advent of the chief data office and and the role that data is starting to play you know we can't forget to talk about the data piece of it so you'll have a technology strategy which we all know the technology strategy enables the business strategy mm -hmm. But the data strategy works hand in hand with the technology strategy with hand in hand with your HR strategy to enable the business, right? So there, it's just, uh, it's finally gotten its due to really look at how data adds to and creates the value, not in a vacuum, it's not the only thing, but hand in hand with all of these other strategic um, plans that we put in place to create the value for the company. And then it adapts based on how you change your business proposition or your business value aspirations or ambitions. So, so that's sort of in a nutshell how I think of it. It's not, it's, um, it's new only because it's got airtime now and people are realizing that you actually have to be very explicit about what you're gonna do to make your data better so that your 
technology can bring it to you faster and you can do, and your people and processes can actually make decisions better and faster and get more insights and ask more of the why questions versus, you know, where'd you get that information from, which we know as we spend 80-20 rule, that conversation in, in the monthly business reviews are, oh, what was your source? Mine's different than yours. Let's not talk about that. We just talk about, you know, what are we seeing there? And, and, and the insights help make the next decisions on how to change or enhance your, your business strategy. So Jennifer, like on that note, let's say you walked into an organization. <clears throat> do you ask a question? Do you have a data strategy? Or uh, many times, you know, uh, I have seen a strategy get formulated based on initiative that the organization may be taking. For example, they say, hey, you know, my business goal is to increase my revenues by 20%, whatever I'm just giving out there. As a result, I want to, you know, put together an analytics strategy, right? So I want to use data analytics to uh, drive that business, uh, business strategy. Then you formulate the data strategy because of the initiative that you have, you have uh, taken. So is that the way to do it? Or can you can have a data strategy independent of any of those initiatives? And then let's put a data strategy. There's an Uber strategy that takes care of multiple initiatives that might be spawned later on. What's the approach? That's such a good question, Ramesh, because it's it's either yes or no to both of those, right? It's, it's kind of a chicken and an egg question. Um, I've seen it both ways. And I think both ways are perfectly valid as long as you don't forget to get value from it. Right. So you can start the big undertaking to have a strategy and you're going to have a master data program. You're going to have a governance program. You're going to have all this stuff. Um, but you've got to to get the money for that. Usually you have to tie it to some value. Right. So you really can never boil the ocean with structuring a whole program around data for data sake. Mm -hmm. It has to be tied to the value. Now, if you're lucky enough to have a program or a project that with the right expertise, you can start to um, identify that some of the pieces you need for that program are the foundations of a data strategy. You are able to then use that program at, as a product almost, or as a, as a way to deliver the first pieces of the foundations of a data strategy. And then as you build more and more programs, I think of it, I'm, I'm moving my hands, I guess here, because I think of it as a pyramid. Mm -hmm the horizontal layers to any pyramid, right? We've got the fundamental, you need some technology, you need some tools, you need some standards and principles, you need some governance. And I'm, I'm working my way up the, the pyramid where you get to visualization and analytics and at the top you get value, but you can never, no one's ever waiting anymore for you to build the pyramid horizontally. What they want you to do is get to the value much more quickly. So you're sort of building these programs that accrete to the foundations horizontally, but you're getting value more quickly vertically. Mm -hmm. um, so, so I think you can do it either way, but what I would say is, um, and this is a Sinajur approach to it, which I think is just so, so logical. It's, it's one of the reasons I joined the company in, in January mm -hmm. um, is because it's, it's a straightforward sort of six pillar approach to figuring out what your data strategy is. And, and you could go into a company or a mesh and say, do you have a data strategy? And a lot of people will go, of course, yeah, we're going to do this. Nobody will say no to that question. Nobody wants to say no to that because of course you've got a strategy. And, and in their defense, in my defense, in the past, of course. But really looking at it holistically is, is, is the best way to do it because you end up at the end of that with a nice um, 
indication of where you should head in terms of a roadmap. So you start with, it, it's a six pillar approach. I'll mm -hmm. give you the six pillars and we can talk through them if you want. Right? That'd be good. That'd be great. Yeah, please. Okay. So the six pillars we think about at Synager are, are understanding and creating the vision and value. And really what that does, it frames for you what value uh, data will deliver and how it will be used to support the business strategy. So, and we'll go back into that in a second. The second one is people and culture. Again, back to the people process technology thing. It's not rocket science here. It's just a very logical approach. Second pillar being people and culture, defining the roles and responsibilities. What's the org design, the activities that are going to drive the culture change. The third pillar is the operating model and how we work and how we want to work together to deliver the value and collaborate and focus on the right activities. Again, this could be, you know, the old program approach, but now we're really into the agile mindset and making sure we're iterative about things and we're getting value and product delivery. So, that, so that's the third one is how we work, ways of working, operating model. The fourth one, obviously, is data platforms and technology and architecture. You can't do this without having a, uh, a data strategy for your technology, in addition to your regular you know, roadmap for technology, but you've got to have a focused one for data. Um, the fifth one is data excellence, which is really around the policies and practices that enables you to build a strong foundation, security, privacy, you know, all the fun thing, governance, ownership, uh, all of that much more um, fundamental stuff. And if you get those five pillars and you have conversations around that in the right way, you can then articulate a roadmap that helps the company see what do they have to do first to get there. So you might do an assessment about the capabilities you have and you find some organizations, they don't even have a data team yet. All right, so how do I stand up a data team? What's the first three things I need to do to understand uh, what is required in the data team. Well, if I wanna create products and sell services or using my data, I probably need some engineers. Mm. I probably need some privacy experts. I probably, right, so, so you're gonna look at the priorities. Maybe you want a chief data officer, maybe you don't. Maybe you want a chief data and um, analytics officer. Maybe you don't wanna go there yet and you wanna hire somebody who's got leadership and analytics, but has some lens on, you know, governance and, and privacy, because those are the important things to you. But you start doing these assessments to look for gaps, and then you construct that roadmap together with the company you're working with. Once you've discovered, and, I, and we can talk about that next, I'll stop after a second. Once you've discovered what their vision and value is and what the gaps are, then you build that together, um, providing recommendations on what the right steps are next get you to where you want to go in the three, six, nine, 12, 18 month cycle. Mm. Quick question, um, Jennifer. I mean, it, it, in the beginning, I thought it sounded like the chief data officer would be the one creating this data strategy. But then as you describe your pillars, it sounded like um, some stakeholder or an executive team in the organization is going to decide if a, a CDO or an analytics officer makes more sense. So. When you're doing the consulting, um, which which people are you help um, is are you working with to craft the strategy? So I, I so whether I was in a role or as a consultant, right? So I just having moved from you know twenty plus years in corporate corporations and corporate life to having like 
three and two and a half months into being a consultant, it's very hard for me to say the consultant role because I'm still learning that, but because <laughs> I take it as my own job, right? So if I'm an interim CDO somewhere because I'm consulting, I'm actually the CDO and it's my job to make sure I have a data strategy. Um, I mean, if you don't have a, if you don't have a data officer, that's not a big deal about a strategy because you might have a digital officer who understands that they need a data strategy or a technology officer who needs, I do think in this day and age, it's important to elevate the stature of data in a company. So having a data officer starts to bring you to the conversation and bring you to the table. So I do advocate for that. Um, but starting that conversation is, is important to have somebody who knows how to have that conversation, but you have to talk to the senior people in the business, the CEO, the chief operating officer, the technology teams, the MDs and the different regions that are um, that have been there for a long time, or the new ones that have just come from the outside, to start to understand what the business is and what they're trying to achieve, and what the, if it's a public company or not, what they've told people they will be or become. So you really have to take the data sort of off the table and understand what do you want to be? Do you want to be known for being a diverse company? Well, if that's your primary thing, we should definitely have you know, in my head, I'm going, oh, they want to be diverse. We should definitely be looking at a lot of tech, you know, data around our people, where they live, what languages they speak, you know, this kind of thing. But if they want to be more efficient and diverse, then it's going to be other sets of data in my head. And I'm never talking about data in those conversations. It's just me translating for my own, you know, connecting the dots so that when it comes time for me to try to spell it back to them, I'm speaking their language but knowing at the same time, I'm starting to construct the foundations of solid data strategy. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. no, that makes sense. I actually never heard anyone explain it the way you do. So that's that's great insight. Yeah, cool. actually, that's it's really good. Uh, I, I wanted to go back into your um, experience in the organizations to put the strategies together, not as a consultant. You've been with GE and Schneider Electric and a couple of other companies. So um, what were the challenges you're facing, Jennifer, in putting together a data strategy in your prior organization, not as a consultant? As a consultant, of course, you will have other challenges where you have to convince and influence the organizations that they should have it. And then you need to understand the political structure, organization structure in the organizations. But when you were putting together, when you had a lot more control over the resources, and so what kind of a challenges were you facing? And this is more, I'm asking, as a manager in an organization where I have to put a strategy together? Um, another really insightful question, Ramesh, because I don't think it's different if you're a consultant or not. I think the difference with a consultancy is you have to go much quicker because you're on the book, you're on the dime, you're being paid by the hour or the day, right? If you're in a company, I think you still struggle with understanding the political landscape, understanding who's got the purse, understanding how you know what what the who the advocates are for this what are the the private agendas what's the legacy you know who built the legacy system that you're about to propose you retire but they're still there and they have a strong affinity to keeping that going for personal reasons as well as professional because they built processes around it so I, I i think the challenges are similar i think the speed i'll say it this way and then i'm going to i'm going to give you a different or, or give you an an answer to it as well i think the speed when you're a consultant is super important because you know you're billable and you want to do what's right for your client with the right delivery in their budget that you've agreed to right so you want to make it fast you want to make it great 
at least this is how I operate in my two and a half months of being a consultant. As a um, in-house person, um, I don't want to say it's you have more time. I would say what we struggle with is not having the same sense of urgency around you as you might get if you were a consultant. So if you're in-house and you're there and it's, and we might've had this conversation just a bit ago, you know, it's Monday and you had a meeting and you're talking about something. The next thing is, well, let's get together in two weeks and talk about it again versus why are we not solving it right now? Let's spend the day and we're going to get to tomorrow and we're going to do it in a workshop approach to get to where we want to go. And that sense of urgency isn't there because everybody's got everything else to do, right? Or it's not their priority, right? And so I, I would say the biggest challenge is always prioritizing this over the day job, right? And, and um, maybe you're okay to get that prioritization if it's your first 100 days in a company you've just joined and you can push that. But once you're into the flow, then you're part of the, the, the other things that have to get done as well. Um, so you don't, maybe you can't devote as much time as you should as if you were a consultant, right? Because your priorities are a little different. Um, so that's, that's sort of my insight into that, Ramesh, if, if that resonates. Uh, it, it really uh, did. And I'll come back later on um, in terms of uh, the implementation aspect of it. But let's let's keep talking about this one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so, Jennifer, I guess um, another question I had for you is, you know, based on your your experience in, in seeing building data strategies, uh, you, you talked about, you know, the challenges that come about to delivering and executing on it, but maybe talk about some of the successes, right, that you've seen come about when an organization can put together and execute on a data strategy on a, on a fairly good timeline. So actually, what, what do you think is, what do you consider a good timeline? Because it, it will vary across industries and I've seen data strategies go years and on, but love to get your perspective on what is a good timeline and delivering and what some of the, some good successes you've seen out of having a good strategy in place. Well, I think first of all, having a good strategy, if you've done it the way I've just described it sort of through the six pillar approach and you've gone through a discovery process for each of these to understand the gaps and the capabilities that are in house. When you go to write the story of the data strategy in, in these sort of in this framework, um, and you've included the right people in that conversation in the discovery process, you get a lot more um, momentum behind it than mm -hmm. if you did it by yourself or did it with a couple people and hoped it was good, right? So, I would say you always, you know, one of the best things you need to can do and should do is be very inclusive when you're writing the strategy. Even if it, some of it is, is um, educational more than ways to enhance it, you, you're actually offering the concept of how a data strategy can help them be successful and educating them. And they may have nothing to contribute like tactically to your data strategy, but getting the mindset um, of the leadership teams and their teams to understand the importance of doing this is like the biggest thing you can do because in the end, right? 
every data problem is a culture problem sort of in disguise, right? So it's about getting the momentum behind it because nobody wants to do it wrong. They just maybe don't know or haven't had the framework to do it correctly in. So, so I, I think of it as, um, you know, a must have is making sure it's socialized, it's syndicated, whatever the right word is you wanna choose here. It's built with other inputs from people that have been in the business for a long time, or if you're the expert in the business and you are now the chief data officer, you've got all of this intel that you can put in there. But writing it then and describing the timeline of delivering that, you know, it's like any model. You guys know that. It's like any model, you know, three months, pretty good, predictive. Six months, not so bad. You know, you've got five years and it's definitely wrong, right? Mm -hmm. It didn't happen. So, so you can write it all down and you can start leading yourself to the three months, six months. What I would say is the best practice is keeping your eye on the strategy. Like I said, we were going to do this in three months. Let me test that. So you can set up bodies or, or ways of reviewing the progress, the say-do ratio. I said I'd do this. I did or didn't do that. Why did I didn't or didn't I do that? And what changed? And that might change a couple things in my roadmap, right? So I, I think you have to have, as the chief data officer, the mentality that this isn't a one and done. And you need to tell people that too, because people think, oh, I've written the strategy. It's over. Mm-hmm. It's actually a living, breathing thing. As the markets change, as your industry changes, disruptors come in, new technology comes in, uh, somebody leaves HR things, processes break, whatever happens, you have to keep your eye on it so that you can adapt to it. This this five-year plan of a data strategy sounds good, but it's not practical and it's usually wrong because you can't foresee that far out, right? So so I, I think the best are design it for three, six, nine, 12, 18 months and keep a quarterly or bi-monthly check-in on that with real mm-hmm. accountable metrics to show that you've made progress. Um, it's not vanity metrics, uh, you know, don't come in with a fancy pitch and I've colored my bar, you know, green halfway. It's what did I get for that? Did I get some value? Did I say I'd get value and did I get the value I'd say? Or did I say I'd hire three people because I have no capability right now, I'm gonna hire an engineer, I'm going to hire, um, I don't know, an operations leader, whatever. I'm going to hire three roles and I can only get two. Why did I only get two and not the third one? Was there a market situation? Is it a pricing situation? Is it, um, you know, do I have to go up market, down market, right? Those are the kind of things that you got to keep your eye on what you're going to do in that strategy as you start to build the execution plans at the level below, right? Because the strategy, again, is a high level directional, let's get everybody singing in the same direction, the execution is where it starts to get pretty hard because um, you may or may not have the skills in-house to actually do that at the time you want to do that. So again, within two months, if you don't get funding for a project you thought you were going to do or a piece of it, it ain't, it ain't happening, right? You get, you're going to defer that. And so let's adjust. And if I defer that, what's the ramifications? What's the sequencing yeah. um, that has to change? Yeah, actually, along those lines, right? So uh, you're saying a strategy is as good as its ability to be, ability to be implemented. But we yep. all know, right? And especially if it's an overarching Uber strategy, there are so many moving pieces. You, you, I don't know if you can go back and say, yeah, this strategy, this data strategy has been successful because the CDOs 
a lifespan is supposedly a couple of years, two to three years. And, you know, and then, as you said, funding, things change, COVID comes, COVID goes, lots of things, right? At the end of the day, you don't know if the strategy has been successful or not, but you, because so many moving pieces are there, right? So given that scenario, do you still advise an Uber data strategy or you want a data strategy that is somewhat limited, start small, kind of an approach, and then you keep building on it kind of stuff. So then you have successes to, to show and then, you know, to celebrate and then you build on, on it because, yeah, I mean, what do you think about that? That's an that's a, a interesting perspective on it. I, I think maybe we don't need a metric on, you know, it's not binary on is your, is your strategy good or bad? Was it successful or not? I think it's a level below that. So you, you and I think you, with the question you asked me at the start, Ramesh, about, and I was describing the horizontal versus vertical approach to this, mm -hmm. you have to have a vision of what's right, what's good, what does it mean to have a data-centric approach to operating your company? Oh, that's so Right, so you, you have to sort of know what that looks like. It doesn't mean you have to go buy all the bells and whistles on day one. No one can afford that, nor, nor should they unless, yeah, I don't know, I don't know who can afford that. What you wanna do is set the guideposts and say, you know, if you wanna be good at data, these are the things you need, but tie them tightly to delivering value. So don't go spend all your money and not get any value. And then you start to measure the value of the programs or the products, and I prefer to say products that you start to develop mm -hmm. in within the context of the data strategy. So I, I think it's hard to say, you know, yes, no, your strategy is good. All, all model, it's a model. All models are good until they're not. And, and that's why you keep at them and refine them. You, you train them, you retrain them and you move it forward. Um, but I, I think measuring, you know, binary measurement on good, bad data strategy, successful or not, it, it comes into what value are you creating using that, those guideposts and that framework to get there. Um, so you can go build some new model, but if you haven't gotten the definition of the four key factors that you're going to use or the four attributes or elements or entities that you're going to use in that model, well understood, you know, your, your model's gonna be bad anyways, but you know, so, so you really have to tie the, the two very tightly together. And, and I think the, the distraction these days, that's probably a bad word, it might be perceived wrong. The distraction is we're gonna get the shiny new toys, let's go throw AI at it, but you haven't done any of the fundamentals. And I'm kind of a fundamentalist. Like, let's make sure we have some of the basics in place that we have authoritative concepts about content for example a metric and data quality a basic let's have that in place a basic yeah. let's even show the data so that we can see what the quality is and what is quality what does good look like it might be different depending on your standard if you're highly regulated good is something different than if you're not highly regulated right you might get fined if you're not good and regulated but you can be pretty good or okay in another industry that's not going to find you for being not great at that. Yeah. So I, I think there's, um, it's, it's a fit for use question. Um, yeah, it's, it's really quite, um, and, and that's why I think it's so important to have 
business conversations about data because everybody looks at you like, so you're the data person, what's the answer? And we're like, but it's, it's not, I can't tell you what good looks like because I don't know what you're using it for. Tell me which, and that's why the business question is so important. Tell me what the business story is. What are you trying to achieve? I then can maybe tell you what the best data is to use because I know seven other people that have used it for some other purpose, but I can see it working for you. Don't let the free for all where they come into your, you know, and, and query your database. Number one, take it down because they didn't know how to do it. Number two, pull the wrong data sets and then have some conversation, you know, at the at the quarterly business review where they've pulled the data sets differently from one month to the next and they can't explain the variance, right? So there's there's just some basics. And, and like I said, I'm a fundamentalist and let's just get some of the basics right. Create reusable data assets, basic data information that there's only one place to go for that. Don't let other people build it in the in the spokes. They can help you get it right, but you've got to have some some core for your business. Whatever your core data assets are, should be reusable all the time. And you and, and that really is how to make a sustainable strategy work. Because even if the strategy changes, you've got your core data assets that are there to be reused, and you could enhance them and and and. You know, with a catalog, right? I'll talk to you, Peggy, about the cataloging feature and the ability to find your data when you want it. Like, it's super important, the basics like that, to be able to do that. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you liked what you heard today and would like to hear more, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite player like iTunes and Spotify. And please do rate our podcast. Also, please go to our website, www dot data transformers podcast.com for more episodes blogs and information on our speakers thank you <laughs> <laughs>